You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello there and welcome to Locked On Suns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a nightcap edition of Locked On Suns here. We are coming fresh off the 92-87 win over the Orlando Magic for the Phoenix Suns. Just really an all-around great defensive effort we saw tonight. I'm joined as always by Eddie House. Eddie, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. I went out and saw the game uh, at a local place, and the team just really played with a lot of defensive energy. We had I had that whole spiel about the bright lights theory and how this team only really gets locked in in a big game against a big opponent, and that was not the case tonight. Their defense was great. The Magic only shot 36%. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, you just know that he is going to have a good game against a team like the Suns who don't have like a really established guy at center. He had 21-13. and 13. Evan Fournier had 25, but other than that, everyone was held in check and really led by Alex Lenz play on both ends. The Suns pulled out a gritty win. Yeah, they did, and you, you had six guys in double figures. Um, you know, Alex Lenz was 17 and 12. He was out there playing extremely good basketball, very efficient, 6 for 10 from the field. He was physical. He was getting rebounds. He was finishing around the basket. Uh, Marquise Chris came in and added, ran the floor, finished around the basket as well. And then the three guards, they played well today. You know, uh, they had seven turnovers again at the same time. They had seven turnovers, but all in all, a great team victory. And one thing I did like, I like how the second unit, they, it seems like they have more energy than the first unit. They come in and they play basketball, a brand of basketball that you want to see. You know, they move the basketball, they get after you defensively. And I think their energy translated to the starters picking up their energy at the same time. Yeah, I think when you have guys like Bender and Euless who really look to attack the basket in order to set up their teammates, like the primary reason Euless and Bender are attacking the basket is to create looks on the outside, not score for themselves. And that's the opposite case for all three guards starting. And then even someone like TJ Warren, for example. And then when you're kicking it out to a guy like Dudley or Barbosa or even Tucker, they make the smart pass, they make the extra pass, and that set up a lot of good looks for them. That second unit hit four threes. P.J. Tucker hit two of them. Uh, a little bit too much offense from P.J. Tucker, but I think that's just to be expected with T.J. Warren out. Of course, the mysterious news today, he had a minor head injury. The Suns' uh, release on that didn't really have a lot of information at all. There wasn't really a clear moment in the Pacers game when he had any sort of injury like that, hit his head or anything like that. But I really liked what we saw out of the starters as well, especially defensively, like you said, Five guys in in a double or six, sorry, in double figures. Five, all five in the starting lineup were in double figures. And you want to talk about the seventeen turnovers? They only had fifteen assists. But when you give that much effort on defense, and you're really just playing an all-around game like that on both ends, where you're really just giving it your all, you can afford to have games like that. That was the problem: was that when they were playing that brand of basketball previously in these last five or six games. You cannot afford to have more turnovers and assists, but when you're playing a team like the Magic that's one of the worst teams in the league and you really give your all defensively, you're going to be in the game no matter what. See, and, and that's you hit it right on the head right there saying the Orlando Magic is one of the worst teams in the league. Now, 17 turnovers and only 15 assists, we talked about that's a recipe for disaster. You, ne- you cannot continue to have these numbers pop up. You just can't have it. And somebody has to take ownership or take some pride in it and say, man, we, we got to take cut these turnovers down. We got to get the get the rest of the guys involved. I got to make plays for my teammates. But they got the win today. So 
everything is good. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on a win because we haven't been winning at all. You know, this is only the fifth <laughs> win. But to keep everything in perspective and to keep it honest, it was a bad basketball team that they were playing tonight. And they should have won this game, you know, uh, period. They should have won the game by more points than they wanted. You know, but at the same time, a win is a win. You take the win. Just th- th- if you look at Orlando, just they're just not a very good team from top to bottom. If you look at them, I mean, Jeff Green is a guy that can score. He went zero for seven tonight. Vucevic, uh, uh, you talked about him. He's a guy that's going to be there consistently. Alfred Payton, he's three four eleven. Fournier is nine for twenty. I mean, just nobody out there really putting the ball in the hole. The, the way you would think that they should be able to. I mean, because you're, you're professional athletes, you should be able to to score the basketball, especially if you're getting the minutes and getting the opportunities. You know, but at the same time, they're just not a very good team. It's great that the Suns got the victory tonight, but they continue to do the same things, and that's turn the basketball over and not have a lot of assists. And when you do these things, they will come back to bite you later on, you know, because you're going to play more good teams or middle of the road teams or great teams than you do bad teams. Mm -hmm. So you have to change this formula. I mean, of course, a win is a win is a win is a win. We all know that you'll take it. You're happy with it just by getting the win. You're not happy with the performance. And to be honest, I just think they need to change a lot of things, man. You know, you get away with winning this game. It's the last game on the road trip. That's a positive that you close out the road trip with a victory. But the overall, the totality of the road trip was a failure. But you still closed it out. So now you want to take that momentum and carry it on to these three home games that you have. But one thing you don't want to carry with you is the habit of having more turnovers than assists. No, they can't. That's the one number to always watch for this team, I think, until they prove that they can handle that. If they have a bad assist-to-turnover ratio, they're either going to be losing or going to really have to battle like they did tonight on the defensive end. Maybe we just had to send it out into the universe, Eddie, whatever it was. Dragon Bender finally got some playing time with the second unit. Uh, he has, of course, at times this season, but uh, these past couple of games really, really felt like uh, spots where he should play, and he did tonight, which was a bit of a surprise for me, honestly, because this is a team that brings Bismack Biombo off the bench already with Nick Vucevic and Sergi Baca. So there's three really big physical guys that are interior-based players, uh, essentially, and that's where you look for someone like Alan Williams to get more playing time. But at the, at the flip side of that, Bender really creates some mismatch opportunities. He had that wide-open three-pointer that he had. He had like a full two seconds to really uh, analyze the shot and nail it down. He had four rebounds, didn't get beat on the offensive glass or anything, had two blocks as well. His length and movement on defense was really a problem, and I think we saw the all-around potential of his game on both ends in this game. Yeah, you look at, you know, it's just the inconsistency of this team I also look at, and we spoke on this before, was the inconsistency of the uh, rotation. Yep. You know, Dragon Bender hasn't been playing. Allen Williams has been playing well. Now he did get a DNP. Now Dragon Bender gets out there and gets 13 minutes. But the guy to me that's been sitting and and, and came in and made a, a great impact was Tyler Eulis. This guy came in. He pressured the basketball. He didn't let them get into their offense comfortably. He didn't. He um, he stayed up defensively. He got hands on balls. He also got guys involved and he scored a little bit, too. I don't like the four turnovers by him. He's a rookie. No excuse. At the same time, you're a professional, but he's a rookie and he's trying to do things for his teammates. That's where his turnovers come from. But um, all in all, man, just a, a, a good win for the Phoenix Suns coming back home. It's going to be a long flight. It's a little shorter because you got to win. 
if you lost, it would be a much longer yeah. flight than the five hours really feels like. Ulyss, mm-hmm. it was the first game where I saw one defenses were really keyed up and prepared for him to be passing the ball to other teammates, and they were more aware of he is going to make these little angles work. You have to be uh, prepared for him to pass to your man off the ball. And then he just really struggled to adjust in the second half. He had pretty much his worst stretch of the season there. But he's a rookie. He's playing at such a different brand of basketball at 5'8", five, 5'7", five, whatever his real height actually is. And that's to be expected. Like when Bender had that really rough patch against the Pistons, yeah, he's 18 years old. That's what you're going to expect. And the same thing goes for Ulyss in this game here. But he played really well in the first half, and that balanced out the poor second half. He had one thing I noticed at the end of the game, Eddie, we had another instance of Eric Bledsoe really taking over the game. You know, he ends 5 for 15, not a very efficient night, but 9 rebounds, 5 assists, only 3 turnovers. So when he gets like 5 to 6 turnovers, has those inefficiencies, and then his uh, scoring doesn't really come at the right points in the game and not re- doesn't really have a lot of impact. It's a lot of empty box score stuff there, but his 16 points were huge for this team, especially late in the game. Yeah, he was on an, in attack mode, and that's what he can do. He can attack and put pressure on the defense at the rim, and he continued to do that. So, um, you know, he, th- this guy is it's not a surprise for us. We, we've seen it. When, when the game is on the line, he wants the ball in his hands. Um, but switching gears, a guy that, that I'm kind of getting worried about right now is Devin Booker, man. He's not playing um, to the expectations or meeting the expectations that all of us were expecting coming into this season. And maybe what we need to do is, and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment right now, but just let's reel back our expectations. We got to remember he's still a young guy. This is only his second year. He's still learning on the fly. Teams are really gearing up to defend him. So this is a learning experience for him. You know, every game is different. Every and That's obvious, but every game is also a learning experience for him. He's seeing different looks. They're not giving him the same looks. They're playing him a little different. The referees aren't giving him the respect of a superstar yet to where right now everybody in the Phoenix Suns family or that are fans of the Phoenix Suns, say that he's a superstar and they think that he should be getting those calls. Those calls are earned over years. They're not just given to you instantly unless you come out and you're killing instantly. And also when you're doing that, you have to be on a winning team. You can't just be a killer because this, let me tell you, you can't be just a killer on, on a, a, a bad team because it's easy to look good on a bad team. It's very hard to look good on a good team unless you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. He wasn't matched up with Evan Fournier that much. That was more Brandon Knight, but one, one thing to keep in mind is if he's not having these huge offensive nights, his poor defensive efforts are really going to start to be a glaring issue for the team, especially with how the defensive numbers have been pointed negatively towards Brandon Knight and Alex Len and Marquise Chris as well. They can't be like last year's team and the team a year before that where they have so many negative guys on defense and aren't really that good of an offensive team. That's just a recipe for 20 to 30 wins pretty much every season. Uh, Let's move into the weekend games here. We are not going to be back tomorrow or Friday, of course, for the holidays, but the Suns will be on Friday. They have the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. They are back from home, like Eddie said, and then they will be playing the Nuggets on Sunday. Eddie, let's keep it more general here instead of previewing the two teams. I think it's easy to say here, The one key for them is to just take their defensive energy from tonight's game and move it into Friday. But we already highlighted a couple of guys like Devin Booker, for example. Is he the one guy you're really watching this weekend to get it going? Well, I'm really watching the whole team, to be honest with you. Because uh, you you, you like their defensive effort tonight, but I've seen so many lapses, so many lack of effort towards 
your job. You know, you're not making the one more effort. You didn't help the helper that helped the helper because it never stopped. If somebody went and helped because somebody got beat, you got to help that guy that helped. But I see so many lapses and and the lack of effort sometimes defensively is the thing that really bothers me because that's one thing that you can control every single night is your effort defensively. Every single night, you're not going to knock down shots. You're not going to be on fire. It's not going to be a, a, a fun, easy, flowing game. It's going to be rough because you have pros on the other side that's trying to stop you from doing that. But the one thing you can do, and, and uh, the, your coach should be able to bank on this, and so should your teammates, is that you're going to show up with defensive effort and play at a high level every night defensively as far as giving effort. You know, sometimes you're going to get beat because there's like I said, there's pros on the other side that, you know, good offense beats good defense. But to have the effort there to not just show like, oh, I'm not real. Uh, I got beat. I'm not hustling back into the play or I'm not going to contest this shot. You know, those things. That's the thing that I'm looking for. Are they are they going to be able to start doing that for me on a consistent basis? Because they got guys coming in here that can put up numbers. You know, and we're talking about the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. You got Andrew Wiggins that could come in here and he could put up a lot of numbers. You got Carl Anthony Towns. He could put up a lot of numbers. You got to watch out for these guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, the challenge and see how they accept this challenge and they take this challenge going into this weekend against Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, to bring it back for a second on the defensive effort, I do agree with you. There were a lot of lapses overall, but what I saw was that they were it seemed like they were actually giving their effort as opposed to just seeing a rotation and being a second late uh, effort-wise. I thought it was more of just a lot of mental breaks, and these are some players we talked about, Booker, Knight, Chris. Those are three guys I brought up in particular. Len is a guy that me and you have discussed plenty on this uh, show so far in that he has always been out of position defensively on a number of plays and not really doing what you need out of a big and a lot of responsibilities covering pick and rolls and things like that. And that's the next step for them, right? Is moving on from defense uh, effort wise and bringing the right amount of effort. That's the first step. And then the second step is cleaning up all these consistent mistakes they make. I, I saw the effort tonight for me personally, but it comes down to them cleaning up all those mental errors. And that's not really something that can just happen mid season. Can it? Well, I mean, if, if it's not happening now, what's going on is they're forming bad habits, mm-hmm. you know, and training camp is where that cleanup happens in preseason. That cleanup happens. If this is happening during the regular season, this is just what we're going to see. This is the team that they are. You know, it, you, you don't go from a team that's all of a sudden a great defensive team. Y'all popping everywhere. Everybody's zipping around to all of a sudden a team that doesn't do that. I don't think I've ever seen that. I know I've never seen that. And I've, Never seen a team go from a team that is inconsistent on their effort and miss a lot of assignments all of a sudden be mm-hmm. consistent in effort and they're on top of everything and everybody's in the right place and things. It's just hard to do. It's just it's just not the way that it is It's because we are creatures of habit. And what happens is you start creating these habits. And if you're not held accountable for these habits and it's able to be let go and you're able to get away with it, then you're able to get away with it again. And now what happens is is, it's just part of what you guys do. You know, it's it's really something that the whole team has to take a look at their self and say, am I giving maximum effort? And am I doing my job? Am I helping my teammate be better? Am I helping myself be better and helping my team be better? For sure. That's the main key for them is getting that growth. And if if we do see that growth, 
I think that's got to go a lot of credit towards Earl Watson. But like you just described, we just we rarely, if ever, see a team go through a maturation process on defense during the season. We are now 16 games into the Sun season, and it's pretty clear the type of team we're seeing. But hopefully that comes with some improvement, and we'll get a look at that this weekend because even if there were some of the issues we talked about, the turnovers and the defense and things like that, it was a win, and they can build off of it now, hopefully get a little winning streak going. We'll be back on Monday to recap the games on Friday and Sunday. As always, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockdownPHXSuns, and we will see you on Monday. Have a good holiday break, everyone.